Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone out there in the big wide world. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein speaking to you from Sedona Talk Radio. And since I last spoke to you, I have now gone to yet another country and I'm now in Northern Europe. And it's cool here. You know, I left Spain. It was probably like 90 degrees. And I landed in less than 50 degrees. So I do notice the difference. And during this time when I've been traveling, I would like to thank uh, my uh, the founder of Sedona Talk Radio, Daniel Steve, so much for having been so good and so helpful and recording and redoing when we had trouble with with the uh, with, with the uh, recordings. So you had done really well, Daniel. Thank you so much. And again, I have a guest uh, with me today. It's tonight here in Europe. It's nine o'clock p.m. And I think where my guest is is probably noon or so. We will talk to him and hear what. And on the East Coast, where I usually live in Miami, it's 3 o'clock p.m. I have with me today Eddie Benitez. Is that the correct way of saying it, Eddie? Yes, that is. You said it very well, Eddie Benitez. Thank you so much, Eddie. And Eddie is going to be my guest tonight. Uh, Eddie is uh, supposedly, I've been told, he's the most sensual guitarist of our time. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you, Eddie. And I hope you understand my accent. Tonight is a little bit worse. <laughs> you know, you have good days and you have not so good days, depending what you have been doing. And today I noticed I stumbled a little bit over the words, which I do not always do, but I have those days too. And maybe it's the cool air around me. I don't know. So, Eddie, tell me. Uh, how did you become a guitarist? What made you become a musician? Well, when I was about seven years old, we lived in Europe. My father was an embassy guard, and uh, old gentleman who I laid, uh, an old gentleman gave me guitar lessons for about a year. Later, I found out that was Andres Segovia, the uh, father of classical uh, guitar. Oh, wonderful! So. I kept on playing guitar, and, uh, you know, then I switched over to electric guitar, and I still play classical guitar, uh, but I'm fond of both of them, and uh, that's how I started playing guitar. That's, that's exciting, yeah. Uh, yeah when I was small, I started to play the, the violin, only because we had lots of violins at home, and it was just a natural thing to do. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful instrument. Oh, it's wonderful, but you have to practice a lot. How was it for you as a child? Did you want to practice, or did your family tell you to practice? No, I wanted to practice. I wanted to, to learn my my uh, instrument very well, and I wasn't happy until I, I learned it well. Well, that's nice. I spent, and many, I, I, I spent many summers locked in, in the house in New York City. While all the other kids were playing, I was practicing my guitar. That's so beautiful. And sometimes you come across children like this who really 
go for the music. And I don't know if you know it, but I founded two symphony orchestras in South Florida, and they were major orchestras. And I came across so many musicians who just locked themselves up and played and played and practiced and practiced. And I have always admired that with musicians. Well, you know, at some point in life, if you're a musician, you have a, to have a dedication to the instrument. And and that means dedicating at least four hours a day to the instrument, you know? And yeah, and that's a lot instrument. of time. Yeah, and get, but the, yeah. I, I did more than that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, you are told to be, you know, you've been asked uh, or they have said or regarded you as being the most sensual guitarist of our time. How come? What What do you do? <laughs> what makes you so sensual? <laughs> because I, I, the reason they proclaim me that, and I don't know why, but, you know, I feel all the love, all the passion and all the sensuality from the angels that surround me. Yeah, and that's and, wonderful. And, and Can I just, you know, I was going to play a little piece, just a few seconds of your music, uh, which I okay. somehow forgot, and of course uh, this can happen. And I'm doing just a few seconds of beautiful sunrise here, which happens to be in front of me. I got so caught up in it, so I just continued, and I just wanted everyone to hear the clarity of your strings. I thought it was so beautiful. <laughs> How did you get the inspiration for This comes from an album, doesn't it? That's my new CD, Lovers Never Say Goodbye, and it's out in every store right now, and it came out on April 8th, and the album basically was inspired, all the melodics and everything by, by melodies I was hearing from uh, the heavens. This is wonderful. And, you know, I wrote as a title on this show that he hears, or when he plays, uh, people can see angels. Did you see that? You know, it's the announcements, announcement. And um, is that so that people have seen the appearance of angels around you when you have played? Yes, they have. And uh, at first I thought maybe they were hallucinating or something, but when it happened <laughs> frequently, yeah. uh, I had to believe them because I, I, when I perform on stage, I kind of like get into a trance, and it opens up my mind and my soul to the beings that surround us all, uh, and angels are all around us. Yeah. So you believe in angels? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've seen them. I talk to them. 
And, and, and I was a little child, I've been doing Yes, that. and so do I, of course. And I think most people who listen to this show on Sedona Talk Radio has, will have some kind of belief in, in angels. Um, usually children see angels, but then when they come to about six of, you know, six years old, they don't see them anymore. But you, you saw them all along, did you? Yeah, I've seen them since I was five years old. My mother used to tell me, don't worry about it. You'll know more. As you get older, you'll learn more, and you'll know more about why you're experiencing these visions, you know? Yeah. And um, my mother, who also saw angels and was a, a healer. And a yeah, I'd like to hear more yeah. about that. Um, and, yeah, uh, she was a fantastic woman. Yeah. So... Uh, are you you were born in this country, or were you just living in in Europe? Or I was born in in Puerto Rico, and two months after I was born, uh, we relocated to Europe. Ah, and for how and, long did uh, you live in Europe? You said you were seven when you came back. Uh, no, I was about eight or nine when I came back. Oh, okay. And we lived in New York, and the melting pot of every of everybody is there. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of musicians, a lot of different types of music, and and I just floated into my own little world, you know. Yeah. And uh, I got signed to a record deal at the age of fourteen. That's very early. That's fantastic. Which one was that? Yeah, and that was Fania uh, CBS Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fourteen, and that was back in nineteen seventy-six. And three months later, I was performing in front of 20,000 people at the Madison Square Garden, so that was scary. And I think that's amazing <laughs> to be so yeah, young and have that happen. Uh, we are going to, at the end of this show, we are going to play the full songs so people can listen to them more extensively. But we will take little bits and pieces now. And I like one beginning, and I like the description of Flight into Heaven. Uh, and, and this song was also emailed to me, and I would like to just take the beginning of that. What was your vision? You had a vision before you saw, uh, before you wrote this song. Well, I wrote those songs in the studio. I didn't go to the recording studio with prearranged set of songs. Okay. Uh huh. I have to. I wanted to go into the studio and be inspired and write the song and record it right then and there. That's wonderful. So, so it's channel, the channel music. So, so when the angels inspired me with melodies on this song and everything, the name of the song came to me immediately, Flight to Heaven, because I felt like I was in heaven. Yeah, and I like that title, and it kind of fits in, and I'm going to play a little bit of the tunes there, too.
then I get so caught up in the music all the time, and I listen to it by myself. But now when I'm sitting with you on the other end, it, it somehow has a different meaning. It, it, the energy is different. It, it's kind of amazing when I have you together with your music. I feel it in a different way. I experience it in a different way. I hope it's in a good way. <laughs> yeah, in, in a great way. I cannot turn it off. <laughs> and... Uh, Maybe this is what you also communicate to people when you are on stage. It's, it's the angels who created the melodies, and they're the ones who are communicating to the people by way of me. Yeah, and that was probably what I picked up on, that they, the presence of the angels were more dominant with you on the other line. Right. Uh, Tell me more about your angels and the, your relationship with your angels. Well, I'm fascinated by this. Oh, okay. Well, I've had visitations from, from angels since I was five. Uh, now, I went through a cancer at 23. I went through a heart attack at the age of 40. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I would wake up and there would be an angel there. You know, always. And how did they look like? They look like uh, pretty human beings. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, were, but they were very beautiful. You know, uh, you can tell whether they were male or female. But they were really yes, beautiful. one can. And uh, did they have yeah. colors? Were they in color? Yeah. Were they in color? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did they wear, you know, sometimes you see them like in white, and sometimes they are in color. And, uh, uh, you know, well, I'm so. I them all in color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything I see is all in color. The, 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 the beautiful glows on their face with various co colorations, you know? Yeah. Uh, the veils that some of them were wearing, you know? Uh, the silk. Uh, this is wonderful. That sounds so beautiful. And of course, is, angels yeah. are a beautiful energy. Well, they, they comfort me in, in my times of need through my illnesses. And, you know, I'm still standing. Yeah. And they helped and you and they healed you in your time of, of sickness? Yep. Yeah, I like with that for the heart attack. Then you find no more um, heart muscle damage in me a few years later. Ah. Oh. So they said, they said, we don't believe you ever had a heart attack. And I said, yeah. I had them. <laughs> Do you call so for them or they appear heart. anyway? No, they appear when they want to appear. I cannot yeah. call for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is they what many appear, people uh, have trouble yeah. understanding. They try to call for angels and they don't see them. And then I say, no, don't, don't, don't force it. Don't force it. No, the first step is to have faith. Yeah. And that once you have that enormous faith that there is angelic beings or, and, and Jesus Christ and God, you know, one day... At the least time that you least expect it, a beautiful angel will appear to you before you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And uh, everyone says the same thing, including myself. And when I do my work uh, with people, um, I one-on-ones, also I have angels appear. And they, as you said also, they are they, they have different shades and different colors. I don't necessarily see beautiful faces. They are all completely in the light that way. 
So I don't always see the features, but they are there, and they're very, very powerful, and they communicate also. But with you, they communicate through the music, not through words necessarily. Oh, they speak to me at times. They oh, they do, uh-huh. They've woken me up. And they've even oh. woken me up from, from a sound night's sleep. They wake me up just to let me know that they're there. Oh, wonderful. That's great. You're yeah, going I, to I appear. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, I just said I, I've been very blessed. Yeah. And that's great to have that uh, richness, I would say, uh, to your life. Uh, you are going to appear uh, in Sedona, if you're so right, somewhere? Yeah, I'm going to be at the Sedona Creative Center, Life Creative Center, on September 24th. And I hope that some people, uh, you know, that people go up there and, and get to feel the music and, and maybe even have the the honor of seeing some angels. I think, uh, you know, uh, I think everyone should go, so we shall announce that again before we close the show how they can attend your concert and of course they can also um, listen to your cds and uh, how can they reach you eddie if you want to receive some news from them (laughs) your email address for instance well my email address is uh, angelsonmystage.com okay and Which is your homepage? Oh, wait a minute. Email, right? Angels on my stage at hotmail.com. Okay. I apologize. At hotmail.com. And that's a wonderful name, I think. Angels on my stage. I love that. It's a good title. Well, we're creating a concert series called Angels on My Stage Concerts. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we hope that many people can attend and feel a lot of spirituality because this world needs more spirituality, not religion, but we need more spirituality in our lives. We need to seek peace, and we need uh, to, to, to follow the steps of Christ, which is all about love. Yes. You know, that's... Unconditional that's, love, yes. It's so right. true. As more human beings became more intense on peace and love, you know, I think we'd have a much better world, you know? Yeah, you're so right. And this is really where it goes back to also with United Nations, with the Secretary General Doug Hammarskjöld, who was a Swede. And he said also that the only way to have peace in the world is to have a spiritual renaissance in the world. Somehow that got lost the years afterwards, and I think we have lost it throughout the world, and we have replaced it with religion, which is the opposite of spirituality. It's controlled. Politics, Politics, the government. You know that every war is usually started because of uh, religion? Yes, it's so true. The big world wars have all started with some kind of religion. And politics, but the same level. I I believe firmly in my heart that if people seek more spirituality and less religion, they're going to be more in communication with angels, with with God, with Jesus, and they're going to find that peace and love in their heart. And only through faith will 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 people be able to do that because you got to have faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, it's not the only faith, but you know, we have to have we have to be open. And I think this is what people have been doing. 
out there in general, they're closed. They have closed their minds, they've closed their hearts, they've closed their souls to something more. That's right, I agree with you. Yeah. And I see here, and I'm reading from somewhere in your material, it says, your purpose, or his Eddie's purpose, is to bring great music, love, and spirituality to all. And I think that's very nice. <laughs> and that's it. And you know what? If, uh, if, I, if I can achieve that step-by-step, one person at a time, I'm on the path to glory. Yes, you are. And you know, if we all stick together, all of us, and we are... Uh, having the the purpose of changing the world and change the consciousness of the world, we somehow will meet in our energies and just spread it out all over the planet. I really believe this is the way to do it. Because (laughs) well, (laughs) I've been around. (laughs) And I read read up, I read up about you a little bit. I'm sorry to say, but uh, a lot of great things about you. Thank you so much. You know, I've I done honored, a lot. I'm honored to meet you. Huh? Well, thank you. And uh, I'm honored to meet you. Thank you so much. You know, and uh, I get emails now every day saying, well, thank you for what you're doing for the world. But then there are those who kind of try to block one all the time because one does the good work. It's like people don't realize what they're doing to this world through stopping spirituality and information even now what's happening to the environment uh, that this has yeah. been stopped for so long and well, people people right now got to think about what what's the world going to be like for our children the, the children of the world 20 years from now yes exactly you have children Eddie, do you huh uh, do you have children i have six children Wow, how old are they? Oh, they range in age from 25 to 8 years old. Wow, you've been around too. <laughs> but, you know, you yeah. feel you want to leave them a world, don't you? I want to leave them in a great world. Yes. And therefore I have to keep on uh, going in the path that, that God has chosen me and try to make the world better. And, and not only that, but try to influence other people to make the world better. You know, I feel when we move around and we travel the world, or we don't have to travel the world as much as I do, but we meet people and we spread out this message and they absorb it and somehow something within them. And when they hear your songs and they listen to your music and they they see the angels, you know, somehow something about them, their spiritual DNA will change. I really believe that, and without them really knowing it. I believe that because I've had even teenagers write to me and tell me how how my music affected them, that it's really beautiful, and and now they're open to different types of music where before they were opened up to hip-hop or R&B, you know? Yeah, and uh, of course, I use music in my seminars and in my lectures and I use it, and I'd love to play your music if you would love me to do so uh, sometime. Oh, yeah, and I always say who it's by and everything else. But I feel music is blocking off the logic and the limitation. It frees you. It opens you up 
to spirit. And that's why we should have music as much as possible, but music that is connecting to spirit. Right. I agree. Yeah, so there we go. But then, you know, you are working with with these wonderful angelic uh, beings, but you've had experience with different types of energies too, like the lower ones. And you lived in a haunted house, didn't you? Yeah, we lived in a house that had a demonic spirit in it. Wow, how did you deal with that? Well, it took a while. I had a Catholic priest go in, right? Yeah. Just for the sake of argument, and all the shutters from the cabinets were going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And the Catholic priest ran out. (laughs) The Catholic priest ran out. and And then I remember the ritual my mother did. Yes. Uh, to get to get my son was possessed actually, okay, and mm-hmm. uh, I I remembered I had a flashback with my mother on a ritual she did to get rid of a demon from yeah. a man, and I I performed the same ritual on my son. It took about ten minutes, and the demon had left and was permanently gone. Yeah. Where Catholic priests or the Catholic do- uh, priests, it takes them anyway from two days to two years to exercise a demon. I can now exercise a demon in 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. You know, I've had people sometimes who come to me with, you know, they have been possessed. And I don't like doing this because I really don't like this dark energy. But once you bring in the light, and I don't know who you bring in, if you bring in God or Jesus, or I'm bringing in the light, and somehow the light takes over and takes them away. The only thing I ask for is, uh, uh, Michael, <laughs> the archangel, be with yes. me right, mm-hmm. right now because I need you. <laughs> yes. You it, know, it, and, 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 it's so, and, it's, and it's so simple because uh, the abundance of faith that I have is so great that, that I could make things turn around in a second, you know? Yeah. And that's the, the love that I have with Jesus Christ, you know? Um and I try to I try to help people, you know, where whenever I can, wherever I'm walking, if I see somebody in need of help, I, I will help them, you know. Uh, people who say that they, you know, I've had people written me, I'm gonna buy you a CD when I when I get money, and I said, well, send me your address and I'll make sure you get a CD. Yeah, that's nice. You know, because there are there are people, you know, we there are poor. And who can't afford to buy a CD, but they want it. And, you know, usually I'll say, you know what, just send me your address and I'll have my marketing person send yeah. me a CD. That's so nice. And, yeah. you know, uh, one has to give also in order to receive. That's right. And I want, I want to give a great thanks to my marketing person, Judy Eden. Uh, she has done a fantastic job because she has a lot of love in her heart. And she believes that the angels exist in Christ, and, and she's done a remarkable job with my CD and promoting it, marketing it, and not only not as a something to buy, but something to treasure and value that can inspire your life. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I'd like you to tell me a little bit more about your mother, uh, because your mother did so much. Oh, if we are interrupted now, it's because my switchboard is kind of acting up, but uh, let's keep on talking. <laughs> but tell me about your mother, because she was a fantastic healer, what I understand. My, my, my brother broke his arm in three places. 
Okay, this I'm going to give you an instance. My brother broke his arm in three places uh, when he fell off of a second floor window, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, they took him to the ER and they put a cast on him. You know, they saw he was broken in three places. And my mother removed the cast with a saw. And she placed her hand over his arm and immediately his arm was healed. Well, that is a true healer. That is fantastic. That is inc- uh, that is fabulous. You know, she only did things in the name of Christ. Yeah. You know, when we start healing and believing that we are healers, then we're wrong because there's only one one person who can heal, and that's Jesus Christ. So a lot of people out there, they think that they have the power to heal, and they've healed people, but they don't want to realize that the healing came from a higher source. It's always from a higher source. And uh, when I work with people, I always, well, I can say always, but so often I have the appearance of Jesus standing right next to me. And you're blessed for that, I am, I'm sure. And if you read yeah. my book, which uh, is called Constant Awakening, you will... Uh, uh, have you read it? I ordered it. Oh, you have. <laughs> oh, great. Then you will... I also see in one of the chapters that suddenly he stood in front of me. And that was the greatest experience of my life. It was like I was lifted off the ground and I walked that way off the ground for probably three days. Well, and that's what happened to me when uh, the doctors told me I would need a bone marrow transplant to cure my cancer. Mm-hmm. And the night before I was going to check into the hospital, Jesus Christ came physically to me. The room yeah. lit up like a bright orange fire. And uh-huh. Jesus Christ put his arm around me and he told me, Eddie, don't worry, you're not going to die, I'm always with you. Of course, a lot of things happened after that, but to make a long story short, the next morning I woke up feeling like a million dollars. And uh, yeah. my doctor, I said, I'm not going in. He says, you're yeah. having hallucinations, you're dreaming, you know. You'll be dead in three months if you don't come in. Yeah. And it's been 23 years. There you go. I love his hearing stories years, like this. Cancer doctor. <laughs> no, so this is beautiful. And how, how often did your mother perform miracles like this? On an everyday basis, people were always going to her house. Yeah. That's incredible. My mother, passed, my mother passed away uh, four years ago, and that was the biggest loss of my life. Yeah. Because she she passed on a lot of gifts to me. Not only that, but uh, a lot of uh, good thinking in the way of, uh, you know, helping out battered women, uh, children, and things like that. You know, all of that she taught me uh, since I was a child, you know? Yeah. And that's what I enjoy doing, you know? Music is secondary. Making sure that people have love and peace in their life is first in, in my agenda. You know, to have and that to, love in your heart, and I mean that as unconditional love in your heart, because that's, that's really the only love there is. Yeah, and people don't know what it means, unconditional, which yeah. means do not yeah. judge. <laughs> And I'm going to invite all the listeners, you know, to, to go to uh, myspace.com forward slash Eddie Benitez, and they'll be able to listen to my music there and read, read up about me there, you know? That would be nice. 
And uh, uh, could yes. you mention it one more time to MySpace? Yes, MySpace.com forward slash Eddie Benitez, or they could Google my name, Eddie Benitez, and they'll find about uh, 100,000 items about me. That's great. So, you know, they could find me anywhere just by punching in my name on Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I encourage if they, if they if they have an issue, if they have a problem, if they enjoy my music or anything, if they disbelieve me, write me. Yeah. I encourage everybody to write me. And, and you know what? I talk to people like uh, uh, I'm no better than anybody else. Do you feel you have to go to any certain places to find uh, inspiration, or can you be just anywhere, Eddie? I could be anywhere, even if sitting down at a bus stop. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think you, you know that already. Yes, yes. No, it's very true. You can be absolutely anywhere, and it doesn't matter. Uh, but, uh, and... You know, you don't have to be in, in, in a certain surrounding, and, and people really believe that. In general, you have to be in a certain place to find inspiration. Of course, it's nice to sit no. down in a church and light a candle, but you don't have to. It's within you. Jesus Christ said, you know, when you go to pray, go pray alone. <laughs> yes, which is Not such a rule. And but, but, but you know what? In, when, if you want to become in oneness with God in oneness with Christ, and in oneness with, with the universe and the angels, you should do that alone. Yes. You know, I was brought up, uh, my parents were in no way uh, religious, although we had our old family pew in our local church for hundreds of years. And my mother always said, when you want to pray, if you want to find God, you be by yourself. And it stayed with me <laughs> all these years. You'd have gotten along great with my mother. <laughs> I think so. I think I would have loved to have met her. And, uh, you know, she isn't far now. Uh, I see so little. Uh, it's just like a little veil uh, that separates us here from those on the other side because I connect with, with those on the other side, uh, you know, quite often. And I have um, several people I have loved a lot, and they are, now on the other side and sometimes when i'm uh, what i'm sorry go ahead go ahead I'll ask you. Uh, and then i i just connect with them you know as being not being alone that particular time i just connect with them and uh, it's very lovely to do that with someone you have loved and they just you just meet with them again it's it's a gift i would say to be able to meet with your past husband or something like this well, if you ever bump into my mother, Carmen... I will, yes, yes. Well, I will, uh, we will connect with you somehow. <laughs> you give her my love. Yes, and she will receive it, and she's receiving it right now. I can feel that. I, I, I thank you. But but I know that when I receive your book, I'm going to read it all. <laughs> yes, that's what great. I, what, I read of, what I read about you intrigued me and, and wanted me to be on your show. Oh, well, thank you for that. You know, it's uh, nice to hear that. And, uh, you know, I'm so surprised how people are similar in so many parts of the world since I travel, you know, over the world. And one thing that amazed me that when I first came to Russia, and, of course, then I had lived um, 
under the impression that everyone is in Russia was so and so and this and that. And I came to Russia and I found I'm not talking politics and I'm not talking political leaders and I'm not talking right. those other people. I'm talking about the general people, the mothers and the fathers and the you know the grandmothers and so on and the children. They were extremely spiritual. They were so much trusting in the spirit, and of course most of them called it God, but uh, and their God and so on. But they were not religious like we are in in the United States, for instance. They were truly spiritual in, in a way that was totally natural, and this was from people who had been forbidden to have any kind of belief during the communist regime. And they had kept this within them, you know, and within the families. It was just amazing how they had kept this through the communist regime uh, whenever, how many years, that was 50 years or 40 years, I cannot remember. They hadn't forgotten it, although it was forbidden. But can I ask your opinion on something? What do you say? Can I ask your opinion on something? Yes. Uh, with so many religions coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so many, and each one claims to be the true religion. Yes. And people are becoming confused. They jump from one church for two years to another church, another church. That's true. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you agree that the 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 the, the first step? And the only step at this point with the conditions that this, that the world is going through and the conditions of all the religions who claim to be the true religion, people should first seek out spirituality because yes. that's a higher level than religion. Don't you agree? Yes, that was the beginning of religion, actually. And then people said, this is a great idea. Let's market this, you know, let's box it in and market it. So they put a label on it and they put a leader and they put rules. Then the freedom was gone and the spirituality was gone. So if we could go back to this freedom in faith within us, each one within us, we will all come to the same conclusion. And that is what I have seen everywhere, that once you get away from the religion in all the different areas of the world, we will all come back to one faith and one belief. And you see that in my second book, Who Am I and Where Am I Going?, and um, which is written in a little different way, and I have made some drawings of angels as well uh, on every second page. But then it all says that it all goes back to one. We're all one. And that people have said they've read that book, and it fits in for anyone and everywhere, depending uh, independently of what religion they are in. Well, I'm writing a book right now, Angels on My Stage, and uh, it's going to talk about all my experiences. It's going to talk about what angels have revealed to me. Yes, that's great. And, and, it's going to, and I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to talk, you know, we touch on the topic, on the difference between spirituality and religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, all these TV evangelists and, and all of that, you know, who are into politics. You know, you can't mix religion with politics. No, it, it's it's the same thing. I usually it's say about, people about, don't... about money. Yeah. 
but it's all um, about money. You have to agree on that. Yeah. Well, of course it is. But uh, uh, and I say that well, religion is, uh, and politics—they are partners. You know, it's the same thing. They just have different labels. You have leaders, yep. and you have rules, and you have the the control, and you have the taking in of the money and everything else. So, um, now spirituality is a total freedom, and it's That's you, right. and, you know, a God's and gift, your master. Uh, yes, to 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 those of us who can give gifts to other people, you know, it, it's unconditionally free. You know. Yes. You know, uh, sometimes uh, there are people out there who who have gifts. And, and can take a donation. Mm-hmm. You know, if the person wants to give them a donation, I feel that's fine, you know, because people have to survive. You know, it's uh, money is energy. It can do a lot of good. And we should yeah. not make money our God. And that is, if we could follow the first commandment, you should have no other gods before me, and you know who says so, uh, this world would be okay. But here we put... The the, 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 the the control, we put the money, we put the whatever uh, as number one, as, you know, the God. But we don't know what who we should follow that way. Uh, you, you know, I've had people who have written to me and been sick or, or depressed, and they tell me, Eddie, uh, can I call you? Can you give me your number so you can pray with me? Or can you call me and pray with me? And I've done that. Yeah, because you know the 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 souls of people are more important than, than the green. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yes. No, everything like, is you know uh, going back to your soul, and uh, that's and where we start. My, I tell everybody, I, I encourage everybody to go to my space and listen to my music because even through there they'll be touched. Yeah. Their hearts will be touched, and mm-hmm. even during the evening while they sleep, they'll they'll be touched by angels. Yeah. And uh, uh, the angels, and I, I, I tell people that also who come to me and listen to my lectures. I say, what when you travel and you come to new places and you stay in a hotel room, fill your room with angels and you feel so much better. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, fill you your life with angels. US. Yes. But when are you lecturing in the U.S.? Because I'd like to catch one of your lectures. Okay, well, uh, I'll be in New York uh, in uh, in uh, uh, October, and I should probably speak at the United Nations October or November. We have been talking about that, too. And okay. um, in, in fact, the first time I was there, it was so amazing, and I saw people sitting together, all different sizes and colors, and, and you know, they all wore glasses. <laughs> but they sat there side by side, not necessarily at the particular were good friends because they represented many different opinions and and countries and as they were sitting there you know i felt god they are so hard to work with how do i bring them in together and i started to do meditation my you know meditation which is to bring in the light and it worked they started to cry many of them and then i had them in my hand and we could continue after that I love to go to California. I love to go to Arizona and do the same thing. (laughs) And in fact, if you're ever near me doing a lecture, I'm going to be in the front row. Well, thank you so much. And bring your guitar, Eddie. (laughs) 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 I've been thinking about giving a seminar in Sedona next year sometime. 
and bring people you who are also welcome enjoy here. In, in, uh, I'm going to invite you um, during one of my shows, right? Uh, okay. I'd like you to come in and before and before my show starts, I'd like to, to for you to give a 20-minute lecture. That'd be nice. And finishing off with with a meditation. Right. I and, will send and, you my. Touching everybody there. Yes, and I will send you one of my meditation CDs uh, if you email me uh, your address. Oh, I will do that. I yes. will do that. That's a little memory of this like show to together. <laughs> but there's so much, you know, there's so much wars and, and, and a lot of disease running out there. But you know what? There's still a lot of beauty that we could touch upon to make the other things go away. You know, and that's the beauty of the heart. The it's so true. Yes. And the beauty of the oneness with God. Yes. Uh, it's so wonderful that, you know, and people are also, listeners are surprised that I very often say, no, this is a good world. You know, there are so many good people out there. I've been so fortunate many times. I've been stuck on the road here and there because of flat tires or something has happened. And I've had people who tot- were total strangers and they still came they didn't try to rob me. No, they helped me, and they helped me all the way. And I've seen helpers on my way That's everywhere. True. It's been so wonderful to, to have this goodness coming out from people. In, in and I, don't, I, you know, I remind people of all races, colors, right? Yes. And when I see race, racism around, I say, I don't know why there's racism around, because we're only one race, the human race. We're all on this planet. We cannot leave it. We got to get along. <laughs> you know, I don't think the soul knows any color or race. Difference. There is no color. No, there is no Nor color. Nor any part of the human race. Gender. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we uh, and yeah, I, I believe, see you, I see you as a beautiful light. Uh, what did you say? You understand? I said I see you as a beautiful light. Thank you so much for doing that. You, you know, know but that is. And you know, I try to see people in in that manner that everybody's beautiful. If they're if they're if they're criminals, if they're drug addicts, it's my obligation to stop and talk with them. Yeah, and maybe that is what it takes. You know, that someone is lonely or someone is misunderstood. And and uh, I had someone the other day who, in my consultations, who had a serious drug problem. And uh, it, we came back to all he needed was spirit, was fulfillment. He, he didn't have that fulfillment in his heart. He, he just saw life as empty. But once he realized there was something like spirit, it was like everything changed in, in a second for him, immediately. He saw the meaning of life. And I want to mention to anybody out there that thinks that they have a, a ghost in their house or an evil spirit or any type of spirit, you know, the only thing you can do to protect yourself is in a, in a, just yell out to the spirit if they believe that Christ was here in the flesh. No evil spirit will admit to believing that Christ is here in the flesh and they will leave. Well, that was interesting. Can you say that okay. sentence one more time? If, if, if all they have to do is say, the, ask the spirit, 
do you believe that Christ was here in the flesh? And no evil spirit or demonic entity will admit to that, and they will leave. Oh, and that's all that it takes. That's all that's that fantastic. It takes. Yeah. You know, because it's it's in it's in the Bible. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, you know, I, 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 and you know what? When I when I see an entity approach me or anything like that, I, that's the first thing I answer. Do you believe that Christ was here in the flesh? If they're, they'll answer me yes, or they'll vanish because they don't believe it. Yeah. They're evil. Yeah. But we got to admit, evil and good does exist. It does exist, yes. And I was thinking about that yesterday too. That yes, evil does exist. And the good exists, the light exists. But I really believe as the light is being the superior and the eternity. And, but but we, we, gotta, we all have to stay on the same page with peace and love yeah. and spirituality and oneness with our God and with our Jesus, you know? Because once that happens, we build up an enormous amount of faith that everybody we touch, we can touch their lives to some degree or in a full degree to help them. And we can, and we will, won't we, Eddie? <laughs> That's right, we will win. <laughs> yes, it, well, it's in the way we have to. You know, there is no other way. And uh, I feel only because somehow the spirit is getting, you know, the, the good spirit, uh, the, the light is now coming up all over the place, and that is why the darkness is trying even harder to get in. Do you see it that yeah. way? And I, and I hope all, all the, and I chose my first concert after three years in a small setting in Sedona because Sedona has a beautiful vortex there. And you can walk in there and feel a lot of spirituality. So I hope that a lot of people do go to my show there because they're going to feel and receive something that they haven't felt ever before in their life. Yeah. Sedona is a fantastic, wonderful place. I've been there many, many oh, yeah, times. I, I love it up there. And I, I go hiking it, by myself, you know, out in the canyons, and I love it, you know, and, and uh, I have favorite places. The next time you're up there, you let me. The next time you're up there, you let me know, and I'll go hiking with you. That would be nice. I actually would love that. Let's do that, Eddie. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> so and anyway, at the, the, at the beginning of the show, you you were saying something about your accent. Yes. And you have a beautiful accent, okay? Thank you so much. You know, uh, that's me. It was funny, when I lived in England, I didn't have an accent. I had a very British, you know, stiff upper lip accent. Then I brought that one over to the state, I mar- to the States. I married an American, and uh, everyone told me, oh, we don't understand you. You speak so English. So I went back to my school English. And people could at least understand me a little bit better, but this has stayed with me now. So uh, <laughs> it's it's um, it's there, and people, you know, I can call up IRS once a year, and they still know who I am <laughs> because of my accent. <laughs> you know, regardless of your accent, the beauty in you comes out. Well, thank you so much. Thank and, you. And and, uh, and then everybody, everybody, everybody that that has that beauty and grace that they've been blessed by by God, that beauty comes out. You know, no matter what you look like or anything, you're a beautiful person. Thank you so you much. Know, and you and I know that you've helped a lot of people and you're doing good works, and I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. 
you know, I had another little card from uh, from a lady who said, uh, yes, she sent me a postcard, and I put it in, in my suitcase uh, because it was so pretty. And she said, thank you, I got my singing voice back. She couldn't sing before oh, she had lost great. her voice, and now it got back. And, uh, that is great. But it's not me again. I'm just a tool, and right. I'm open to be the channel, and that is all that it is. And, and I was. And I'm glad you said that because there are a lot of you. You just mentioned that you are the tool, right? I'm just the tool. I am the tool. But yes. you know, there are a lot of people out there, uh, psychics, mediums, who claim that they have the power. Yeah, no, that's not it. But it doesn't come from any anyone else, and I've been very, I've been very vocal about that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and from who are the true people and who are not real? Yes, no, and it's not you. And, and you, you know, real, but there are some out there who who will take people for six, seven thousand dollars. Yeah. And and tell them uh, some story or whatever what they want to hear, and nothing happens in their life. Yeah, and no, it's very sad. I had, uh, and this was the, the beginning when I started to do this, and I didn't pick this job, you know. I didn't pick this profession. No, God told Someone, you. Yes. I'm, and I was, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> and it was really That's that way I didn't thing. want to. But then, now I love doing it, and I really, truly love, love doing it. And sometimes I literally fall to my knees and say, thank you, thank you for being able, for giving me the power to help this person to get well or for, for doing this through me. Now, do you have a nice face? Uh, not yet, no. Well, you have to make one so I could put you on my face. Okay, we have and to do that. And introduce you to my fans. You know, okay. for my fans and friends, I'd love to introduce you to them. Yes, okay. Wonderful. I do that. So, um, and I've been told this too, you know, I have to get with it a little bit more uh, on the internet market. It's just, it takes time also, and I'm so busy with the little, knit, well, not little work, but I'm so busy with the actual practical world and the traveling thing. Right. It takes time to do this. And looking at emails and answering emails, <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm working full time all the time. You know, it's worth it because you might get that one little email that somebody really needs advice and help. Yes. You know. And I, you that's know, sometimes I miss that too because I get like 400 me emails a day sometimes, and then you delete many because uh, they look like they were not real, and you delete right. uh, the the urgent ones too. Well, there's so a lot of spammers out there, and there are a lot of people who will send you emails who are just trying to put you through a test. Yeah, of course. So you gotta, you got to know which are real and which are not real, people trying to put you through a test, you know? Yeah. Eddie, uh, we are now coming, somebody... and I'm looking at the time, and I wanted to turn, put on a CD, you know, the, your uh, the song here, what is it called? They Cry. Uh, and uh, I was going to click on that one and let it play, and it's like four minutes already. So can you tell us again where you're going to appear and how people can reach you? Well, people can reach me by writing to me at angelsonmystage at hotmail.com, or they can look at MySpace, which is www.myspace.com forward slash Eddie Benitez, 
or you could punch in, uh, type in Eddie Benitez on Google, and you'll see a lot of items about me, my websites, where I'm at, where I'm going to be performing at. And, uh, you know, I'm easy to find. That's, yes. And Benitez is very easy to spell. Benitez, exactly the way it sounds. <laughs> e, yeah, B-boy, E-N-I-T-E-Z as in zebra. Very good. So, Eddie, thank you so much. And I'm Helena Steiner-Hornstein. I'm thanking you so very much, Eddie Benitez, for being here with me this hour on the Above and the Beyond with Sedona Talk Radio. And if you want to reach me, you go to speakingtoyourheart.com or to www.faithhealingfaith-healing.com. Thank you so very much, Eddie. Thank you, world, for being Thank with you, us it was tonight. An honor and God bless you, okay? Thank you so much. And we play now They Cry by Eddie Benitez. Thank you. Thank you.
that was They Cry by Eddie Benitez. And this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein with the Above and the Beyond. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time, Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 9 p.m. European Time. Thank you. See you all. Bye-bye.